Welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome. I know about I'm welcome too back. Fast. I was on beat. Yeah, you're fine. Hey y'all. Y'all know nothing about welcome back, <laughs> Cotter. Listen, we are back with another episode of this functional family. Please make sure you hit that like button. How they say it? The YouTubers mash the like button. That's what they say? <laughs> yeah, I hate it. That's but make like, sure you aggressive. hit the like button. Yeah, it's pretty aggressive. If you want to. I don't want to. Yeah, I don't like Hold on. Let rap. me. Can I finish the spiel? Yeah, but All right. I don't want hit them the like button. It. I want them to like, want to hit, hit it. Pause. <laughs> Press the like button. I got to stop pausing in these episodes. <laughs> all right. All right. Okay, okay. Press the like button. Comment. Subscribe. Share. And if you're listening on any digital podcasting platform, please make sure you like and download this episode. We're going to get into some really special stuff today. As usual. It's your boy, Deshaun. Amanda. Yeah. You got a cool name, Amanda. It's kind of... Okay. okay. Yeah. Um. <laughs> so today, we're scoffing about emotional safety. Emotional safety. Yeah. So let's start off with our anecdote. First of all, shout out to my man, Andre3000. Anybody that's a really big hip-hop fan... Or rap fan, you know that we are constantly waiting for new music from the good fella, Andre 3000. And um, recently, a verse of his leaked. Um, he was supposed to be on Kanye's critically acclaimed and much anticipated, highly anticipated Donda album. Mm-hmm. And um, he was actually on the title track named Donda after Kanye's mom. Um, because Andre 3000, unfortunately, also lost his mom, right. and he talks about his experience. Amazing verse, first of all. Amazing verse. If you haven't heard it, probably YouTube it. I think it's called Life of the Party. Um, a little explicit, but still an amazing verse. I, and um, it wasn't supposed to be on the album. Kanye took it off. You feel me? Yeah. So... Drake and Kanye have been having this little like back and forth beef for mm-hmm. those that don't know or haven't been keeping up on social media. They've been petty. Kanye posted Drake's address on like <laughs> social media yeah. or something like that. I think he put it on Instagram and took it off. Um, nevertheless, in the song, Kanye is also dissing Drake. Mm-hmm. This song, Donna, mm-hmm. this leaked song that did not make it to the project. Now, mind you, we preface this with the fact that we've been waiting for music from Andre 3000 for well, forever, right? Still waiting on a solo project. Um, and we know just through interviews and stuff like that, that Andre 3000 has had some like emotional insecurities and mental health issues mm-hmm. with releasing new music. He feels like the bar is so high for him yeah. that he, uh, in, in his words, is kind of like like scared or reserved to release music just because of the amount of vulnerability and judgment and, yeah. the pressure. and critique. Exactly. Yeah. So... This this verse leaks. Let me get through this story. This verse leaks, right? And uh, now Drake is the one that leaked the 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 song, mm-hmm. right? Kanye gets upset. Obviously, they're going back and forth. Andre three thousand is in the middle of this <laughs> this storm, this fire, because he's like, "Yo, I just gave Kanye a verse. <laughs> I didn't know <laughs> that it was going to lead to all of this." So what ended up happening is. Kanye, I mean, um, Andre 3000 puts out a statement Mm -hmm. and he pretty much, you know, I didn't want to be part of this. This is not something I anticipated happening when I gave Kanye this verse, yada, yada, yada. Right. And it got me thinking. Let me get to the reason I'm bringing that up. Get to the meat. Let me get to the 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 meat and potatoes, the crux of this story. 
I heard you about to pour yeah, yourself. You got to get myself. delivered. I stopped myself. Yeah, pray for me, y'all. If you believe so, in Jesus, pray for me. <laughs> this immaturity. Is good. All right, we going, we going. It's Brooklyn, you know. All right. So, yeah. It made me think, how much longer are we going to have to wait for Andre 3000 music <laughs> mm-hmm. now that he put more music out there? Yeah. And then all of this craziness happens. All of this negativity followed him being vulnerable again. Like, we be waiting on Andre 3000 verses for those that are really, like, big hip-hop heads. We wait on them, like, we get them, like, once every seven to eight years. We'll get a feature from him. And it's always masterful. It's always dope. Now, after this happened, he's probably going to be even more reserved. He's going to retract. He's going to retract. And that made me think about relationships, yeah. right? Emotional safety is a big deal. Absolutely. But a lot of times emotional safety is not fostered because um, insecurities, mm-hmm. lack of trust, um, and just overall putting yourself out there. And when things don't go your way mm. or when things go haywire, yeah. you say, I'm never going to do that again. You know what I mean? Like these micro traumas that yes. kind of like build upon each other. Exactly. So it's like I'm I'm never going to put myself in that position or I'm going to be I'm just going to be more reserved mm-hmm. in putting myself in that position. Yeah. You know what I mean? So yeah, that's our setup. That's our alley for emotional <laughs> safety. Yeah. We're going to talk about this. And just like, you know, giving a working definition of what it means. I mean, it, it feels pretty self-explanatory, but fostering an environment um, where emotional safety can thrive and flourish and, you know, just be, um, is really about making sure that um, the other person, well, you know, it should be a reciprocated uh, situation. Um, but you really want to make sure that you're comfortable sharing your fears, sharing what you're vulnerable, vulnerable about, mm-hmm. sharing um, even some of the positive stuff, like your hopes, your dreams, your aspirations, um, just where emotionally, good or bad, that what you have to give is not really judged or frowned upon, but you kind of work through the good and the bad in a healthy environment. So even if I don't agree with you, um, it doesn't have to be this negative experience. We can mm-hmm. work through it um, healthily, yeah. safely, where somebody doesn't feel like attacked. Right, right. I think that's key in like marriages, relationships, especially domestic partners that that live together, um, because you got you don't want to come home to a storm. You don't want to come home and always feel unsafe or always feel like you're hiding yourself Mm. or always feel like you can't share your dreams, your visions or your aspirations with the person that you're probably going to see the most out of the day or talk to the most out of the day. So um, I think with in, in terms of just our overall purpose of this space is like, I think about communication, right? And I think about how a lot of times people don't feel emotional, emotionally safe mm-hmm. because of some type of insecurity. Okay. Yeah. Right. Some type of like insecurity or fear of something. Um, they may not see it as a fear. They might look at it as protective or protection against being hurt. Mm. But that's also a fear yeah. of, of being hurt, yeah, yeah, yeah. right? You understand what I'm saying? So I think that can stem from two things. I think the first thing is in, in relationships, we can come into communication and into relationships with some insecurity, not from the relationship itself, mm-hmm. but from our upbringing. Mm-hmm. 
You feel me? Yeah. So I can definitely that resonates with me. You know what I'm saying? So there are times where our ins- you you might get with someone and in heated moments, what you see come out is uh some type of unpacking of of, of some un uh treated trauma. Or it may not be trauma, but some silencing of their voice. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I just want to interject real quick. Um, yeah, yeah I'm like I'm I'm looking at our, our points. Um, but like I said, that resonates with me because my dad, he is um and was physically present but very emotionally distant. Mm. So then when we started dating, I found myself um looking to you for some of that like fatherly um just acceptance. Mm-hmm. Like I needed mm-hmm. that presence. Mm. Um like I would do little things, like some, something as small as like sitting on your lap, mm-hmm. something that I didn't really do with my dad as a you know little girl growing up. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, like th- there are deeper things and other examples, but um, just wanted to address that that it, you know it resonates with me because my dad was you know really emotionally distant, mm-hmm. and I, I sought for that to be fulfilled in my relationship with you. Mm-hmm. So did that. You feel like that's something that you're still working on? Because I feel like maybe we need to go see somebody. No, I mean, I'm good. I'm good now. But like, just you know, looking back retrospectively, it's mm. it's something that like I can see that I needed, um, and you know, I work through it because we've talked about you know. Gotcha. I didn't know if that was coming out like you saying like no, right now. I don't. I'm like, wait, I, tell me where that's manifested so we can. No, we I'm good can, now. I'm good now. We can talk to somebody, but I'm nah, like. It. But 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 that's important though, right? Because there's a lot of times the way someone acts in heated moments mm-hmm. is generally what they've seen coming up. And we talked about this in the previous episode too, but it's generally what they've seen coming up. So if they if you find that your partner is is silent a lot mm-hmm. when things get heated, they like have like a, a flight response. Like I'm just gonna silence myself. I'm not gonna I'm not confrontational. I'm gonna like Bottle it up. I'm going to bottle it up and I'm not going to say anything, mm-hmm. right? What ends up happening is it's going to manifest somewhere. Of course. It's going to, ma- matter of fact, uh, what we was watching? Clickbait. Clickbait. I don't, ooh, I don't we know if people watch. We just We don't want to spoil it. I know a lot of people have seen it, but we don't want to spoil it for those Right. Who I don't want to spoil it for those who haven't seen it, but Clickbait on Netflix, mm-hmm. dope series, but you find out who the killer is yeah. Yeah. in the series and you find out that. It stemmed from that person not being seen by their spouse. Innocent. Their spouse wasn't like cheating on them. Right. They They just just weren't seen. So then they start doing some other things online to be fulfilled. Exactly. And I think a lot of times emotional safety is really about like people, people got to go, got to first like be secure with themselves. Yeah. That's key. That's key. You know what I'm saying? Like people got to be secure with themselves because whether, you know, you tapping into your higher power, into God and through prayer, through meditation, um, through reading, Mm -hmm. whatever it is, you got to center yourself. Mm -hmm. I'm confident with who God made me and God forbid I lose the person I'm with. I'm secure about the person I am. Yeah. They might mean a lot to me. Of course. But that's not going to take away from like how I value myself. Yes. I still, because what's going to happen is you're going to find yourself trying to fulfill yourself through someone else. It's going to be like a lifelong, just tiresome journey. Like, 
God forbid you die, I'm going to look for, hypothetically speaking, of course, like if I'm looking for you to fulfill some absence that I know that I'm dealing with, or I may not subconsciously know that I have, um, you are out of my life for whatever reason. I'm going to keep searching and keep seeking for other things, other people to to fill that space. But right. if I know that I'm full or I'm whole in this area, you know, I don't have to tire myself out looking for fulfillment anywhere else. Right. Because you don't complete me. You just kind of, yeah. you know, you yeah. add on, you add value. Exactly. So you got to start like figuring out individual ways to unpack that and deal with whatever past trauma. Like if you feel like, you know, you got yelled at a lot as a child. Mm-hmm. Or if you feel like whenever you spoke up, somebody like shut you up. Mm-hmm. What what happens is you either going to be one or two things. You're going to always be loud and like overbearing mm-hmm. or you're going to always be like silent in yeah. moments that you should speak up yeah. because you either have a skill or, or, or something to offer yeah. or bring to the table. And um, that's just something that I admonish people to like unpack individually, whether it's with a therapist, a spiritual leader or counselor, um, social worker, you know, whatever, but find ways to really dig deep and, and, and unpack what, what comes out during like heated situations, because that will determine how safe you really feel Mm -hmm. and how safe you're making your spouse feel. You know what I mean? Um, but I also think not just family history, Mm -hmm. Insecurity or lack of safety can also come from mistakes that your spouse has made in the past. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yep. Like, if if I'm trying to... It's evolutionary, right? If I try to protect myself, yeah. I'm going to avoid danger mm. because that's how I survive. Fight or flight. Right. So, like... If I, I get defensive mm-hmm. because I haven't been heard. Yeah. So you're like, you're going to hear me. Like, yeah, I'm like, going to just be on the, I'm going to blah, blah, blah. I'm going to go from zero to 100 real quick because like I, you never listen to me when we get in these situations. You, you know, you never hear my side of the story. So I'm going to force you yeah. to hear me. I think anytime that I've like, if I think back, anytime that I've yelled, Anytime that I feel like I've gotten out of pocket and either yelled or I didn't want to yell, so I like walked out the house or something like that, I think it was always in a situation where I'm saying something again and again, so I don't feel safe because I don't want to keep putting myself out there to be vulnerable to express myself and you not respond to what I'm saying is my need. Yeah, And that was definitely something that I had to work through and still kind of am working through. Because as a man, I appreciate the fact that you're as expressive as you are. Like, if mm. something bothers you, you're going to address it right away. You know what I mean? Right, right. Um, you're not going to bottle it up. So I appreciate uh, the emotional transparency that you have um, and just, like, your willingness to communicate and talk through things. So I have to I have to meet you there and, and, and hear you out so that you don't shut down, so that you don't feel the need to walk out, so that... Um, you know what I mean? Like, I, I got to make you feel safe. Not because you're a man. You got to, you know, the woman is always right. I don't subscribe to that at all. <laughs> like, I be wrong more than he is. And I'm not. Nah, a, I don't do that. Don't do that. No, I'm, we both wrong. We humans. We yeah. Um, not <laughs> saying you're never wrong. I'm saying, you, you know, six times out of ten, it's me. Four out of ten, it might be you. But. Uh, she, she keeping data. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, I definitely want to um, just, you know. Not because you're a man, you you don't deserve the respect or the same space to express your feelings and, and me hear you out. And, you know, like, it's not just women are not the only ones who need to be heard. Like, men need to be heard, too. Like, mm. your emotions are just as valuable. Like, 
Oh, you know what I mean? I, I wasn't expecting to go that direction, but yeah, I appreciate that. I think that does have sweet, sweet. Get me tight. I think that does happen a lot for men, though. I think that, um, it, in particular, we're speaking from our context, obviously, yes. in a heteronormative relationship. Um, I can't speak for other, you know, other relationship structures because um, that's not the structure we have. But what I can say in terms of just overall communication, um, I think that does happen a lot for for men mm-hmm. in heteronormative relationships where. The male is quieter because he's not expected to express his emotion. Yeah, it's like, you so, got to be tough. You got to be. So then when he does express his emotion, it's almost like if he's not heard, you might. it might be a while. We might be Andre 3000. It might be a while before you get another yeah. verse from me because I, 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 I tried your way. And, yeah. and I wasn't heard or you yelled over me or something like that. I'm not saying you did that. I'm just saying in general. Yeah, I'm um, not a yeller. Yeah, nah, nah, nah. I'm sweet. I'm sweet. You're a Scorpio, so you're a little, you know, a little, it's, a, it's, it's like a little stingy. I don't feel emotionally safe right now. Hold on, you got a little, little No, this is tissue. not helping. Oh, you got a little tissue. piece of tissue on your, head, on your cheek. I just want to get that off. All right. Moving on. <laughs> um to the I, Scorpios, though. I do hey, think, yeah, yeah, I got birthdays coming up a couple months. I do think that um, there are, there are ways to foster mm-hmm. an environment where, Emotional safety 